host Keith the Madman Coming straight to you with movies, cigars, and a brew Discussing movies while kicking back Whether they are good or they're bad With the hottest movies and non-release I am talking about details and what I see So tune into the podcast while I vent With reviews, news, and nonsense, yeah And now... Recorded live from the capital of the first state of these great United States, Keith. I'm going to be honest with you. In 2014, I had very little faith in this little movie that was coming out about a talking raccoon and a walking tree. I really thought this was a disaster of a movie. I actually felt like it might be the beginning of the end for the Marvel franchise that's owned by Disney. This entire, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, I thought it was finally going to crash against the shore. And I actually couldn't have been more wrong about it because I not only liked the movie... But I might have liked Guardian the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy more than any other Disney-owned Marvel movie to date. And why was that? Because they managed to create a space opera that was fun and in its own way, strange way, believable. Because And they used really great colors. They used great um, timing with, 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 with humor. You know, the set pieces were, 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 were great. Um, the actions action was good. And you kind of believed it. And to be honest with you, I didn't really feel like the, the main characters were that bad in the first one. I thought that they kind of pulled off, a, a, you know, a pretty evil-looking guy that did some pretty, you know, bad things. I mean, at one point, I think he just used a big hammer and, and crushed somebody's head. And I believe he slept in the blood of his enemies, it, it appeared. Um, he had some, he had some definite issues with dealing with other people, we'd say, but so we're back again with the same team. You know, we've, we were introduced to, uh, um, the, the infinity war champion to, to that's, that is to come Thanos. And in this movie, well, we're not going to see much of any of that. This is, this is a very different take on that movie. And it's sort of interesting in the way that they portrayed they they drew it all back. The first movie felt epic. You know, we had a big cause. We had a team that was kind of coming together. It was a origin story of a team. This was more about how this family fit together. And it was an introspection on Peter Quill, played by Chris Pratt, and his relationship with his father, who he had not seen in his or remembered ever seeing in his life. So the movie starts out, you know, sort of midstream with our with our heroes basically, um, you know, performing a, a service for, uh, this is where it gets to be a little convoluted. Um, they were basically trying to keep some batteries away from some bad guys. Um, it wasn't long after, and of course they were successful, but it wasn't long after they left this place, it was discovered that uh, Rocket actually stole the batteries that they had just been protecting. And this led to some negative customer feedback by the, you know, the people that hired them just a short while ago. 
things actually look pretty bleak for our heroes at one point here until a savior steps into the picture, and that would be Ego, who claims to be Peter's father. And then they kind of get whisked off and safely taken away from this scenario. Um, and essentially, we're looking at a movie that kind of goes into a lot of family stuff there and goes I, I i have to be honest with you i got to about an hour and 15 minutes into the movie and i realized that i i wasn't completely you know i mean i had my ideas about you know obviously who the bad guy was going to be i mean this is a family movie and this guy's ego that's his name um um you know basically a planet and uh, suppose the supposed son, uh, the f- supposed father of Star Lord. So you kind of guess that he's probably going to be involved with the narrative here in a probably an uh, unpleasant way. But I'm an hour and fifteen minutes into this movie that's well over two hours, and they haven't really revealed this, and they haven't developed him in any sense. Not from the sense of there, oh yeah, there's going to be a turn and the whole thing that it's going to come to realization that what's really going on here. And of course, Peter's going to um, have a lot of introspection about what family really means. But the issue here is that an hour and 15 minutes, I don't know who the enemy is. I don't know who the bad guy is. That seems like a tragedy to me. That seems like, you know, think about all the greatest movies that have ever been out there. Every great, great hero has to have an equally impressive villain because you can only measure your greatness by the villain that you overcome. Now, of course, if that villain ten, you know, ends up being somebody in your own family, a la Darth Vader, etc., it can have a pretty profound impact. The issue here is that the bad guy as you know, he eventually comes out, has little development in terms of motivation about what he wants. And you don't really see the, 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 the disconnect with uh, empathy that he should have for other people that he does not. So it's a, it's a little bit of a, a lost opportunity because this goes back to the problem that they seem to have with Marvel um, over and over again. And before, you know, before I get, you know, somebody comes says, ah, you hate Marvel. I love Marvel. I am a huge Marvel fan. And I don't even hate this movie. I, I like this movie. But the problem that Marvel has, they don't have good enemies. I mean, the best movies that they've had is where one hero fights against another hero. It's almost like we get to do a little fanboyism and see Iron Man take on Captain America and, you know, whoever, and we get to see Thor fight, you know, Iron Man and, you know, all the stuff that we've seen, the best moments in all of the movies, even in even in Ultron, the best moment was was watching Iron Man in his Hulkbuster costume take on the Hulk. I mean, over and over again, they they they've shown us to have um you know, the heroes are great and you get to see them, you know, sort of duke it out and everybody's got tongue in cheek and they're sort of half pulling their punches when they're fighting against one another, a la Civil War. But at the end of the day, none of the bad guys seem very bad. At, at, at most, you get a CGI barrage of random, it could insert, you know, 
you, you know, the 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 visual that you want for the bad guy and then swarm 15 million of them so that the good guys can just bash them all to hell. And that's essentially what's happened with a lot of the Marvel movies. Um, the, the only here, the only bad guy that's been kind of interesting was Loki. And he's sort of, sort of, uh, he could go either way. I mean, he's sort of, he's a fringe character. He, he, you know, when the real bad guys come, he's, you know, he's on the side of, of, of Thor, you know, and, 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 and the Avengers to some extent. Um, we may even see that in Ragnarok. I don't, I don't know, but I, so at the end of the day, it's the same type of thing that I think, uh, it, it may just generally begin to wear thin because I don't know how many times we can see like the mindless CGI engine fighting, uh, you know, our heroes. And that's essentially what all of these movies come down to. And, um, you know, it's it, having a true bad guy that that is dominating on screen. Thanos op- offers an, an amazing opportunity for that to be the case. However, um uh, you know, when they put together the tone that they've got with, um, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy, plus what they've got in the, you know, the Avengers series, I'm not sure how that's all going to work. The worst thing in the world would be to create a Thanos that's almost slapstick and 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 under deliver on like the gravity of what he he represents. I mean, you know. Thanos is obviously a guy in love with death, and if they don't deliver on that, I think that's going to be a true tragedy. And I know I've gone way off the 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 the, the thing here when we're talking about Marvel because I get a little bit geeky about about the um, you know uh, the entire universe to some extent. Guardians is good, but if it fails in the same way that a lot of the Marvel movies does, it's still amazingly fun. All the characters are back. They um, the the jokes mostly make it. They don't all make it. Some of them miss the mark. There are moments where you go, you know, they're too self-aware of their own humor and you kind of feel like, all right, you know, I get it. You're funny and everybody's dancing and everybody's funny. And, and and it's and it's fine because it still still sort of works. I think it was just a long movie that the bad guys just weren't that bad. And here's the thing: you think about that whole opening sequence I talked to you about, where you're looking at, you know, um, uh, they, they they stole some batteries that pissed some people off. You think that that was just sort of a throwaway. That like you know in the Star Trek Star Trek movies they have this opening sequence where you know, they're running from natives or something like they, they did in one of the, the Star Treks recently. And it doesn't really have any relevance later on for the most part. They actually bring that back into the final. And that's that's a little sad because you had something in there for two minutes in the beginning that somehow makes its way to having an impact on the final on the finality of the movie that was not developed throughout the movie. That's that bothers me a little bit. That's just plugging stuff in and, um, you know, packaging up something that, you know, it's going to entertain most of the family. This is a great family movie. Every, most everybody's going to have something they like out of it, but, um, it's, it's only get it's, it's, it's starting to verge on just being too skin deep to have any, any meat. Now, now that doesn't mean I want to go watch Batman versus Superman again. Um, 
but uh, I, I'm 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 you know I'm starting to get to the feeling like this is a little too cutesy, um, and and that may be the the downfall eventually. Um, but this is a good one. I'm, I'm, I, you know, it's not, it's doesn't live up to the first one because I think, you know, so many of these movies comes down to expectations. I had much greater expectations for this one. This movie, uh, does not quite, uh, live up to, to the first one. Um, you know, in terms of the expectation level, because you wanted to see something more, um, but it was enjoyable and I'm going to give it a B. And uh, that's a solid B, and they, and they deserve it. And uh, um, I, I and here's one of the things: the makeup in it was fantastic. There was a scene early in the movie where you see um, Kurt Russell, who was with uh, Star Lord's mom very early, and you see them together when they're young. And it's one of those things we've seen a couple of these things with Disney, where they've shown a younger version, uh, you know, almost CGI-ish of of the individual. Um, this was all done when most of it was done with actual just makeup effects. And it was that good. He looked like a young Kurt Russell and, um, I'm a fan of Kurt Russell in a big way. So, uh, it was, it was really great to see that. And it was all done with practical stuff. So this is a movie you should go see. Talk to you again soon. You have been listening to the movies, cigars, and a brew podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, and Stitcher. Find reviews of other movies, cigars, and beers at moviescigarsandabrew.com. Give a like on Facebook or follow Keith on Twitter at Movie Cigar Beer. Your trailer is coming up next. Hope you're ready. It'll be here any minute. Is that a rifle? You don't know what a rifle looks like? It's just swords were your thing and guns were mine. But I guess we're both doing guns now. I just didn't know that. Well, that's intense. I see it within you. Fear. Jealousy. Betrayal. It is our duty to cleanse the universe of this weakness. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags, but that isn't true at all. Dude. Ah, I'm using my wrong eye. Throat, put your seatbelt on!
All these years, I've found you. And who the hell are you? I'm your dad, Peter.